join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash comics for fun and profit. Why you ask? Well, because we are on episode 700 and something, and we've been cranking these out for a decade for you. So, hey, support us. Give us, throw us a shackle or two. A little something, a little, wet our whistle. A little something to, to give us a taste. Join our Patreon, patreon.com slash comics fun profit. Aloha, this is Jason from Hoy. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing writer Carrie Harris. She is here to promote her prose novel, Shadow Avengers, our Marvel Crisis Protocol novel. It is a 352-page novel from Aconite Books. That's the publisher. It is currently out um, digitally right now, and it will be out in stores in the U.S. on May 3rd, and in the UK on July 7th. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. No, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Now, Carrie, I'm just going to give um, the listeners a little bit about your, um, your history. So your first book was Bad Taste in Boys. Now, that was the first book in the Kate Grable series that came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was named... A quick pick for reluctant readers. May I ask you, what is the story about? Um, I wanted to write a story in which the nerd was the hero. So it's about a science nerd who discovers that the football players have been taking something, and whatever it is, it's turning them into zombies. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. It does. Yeah. Now, and I'm just going to go over some of the books, the other books that you've written. You've written um, another book called Illegal Alien that came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, the Supernaturals of Las Vegas. It's a four book series. Is that correct? Yep. All right. And then you, um, and you wrote other uh, Marvel um, prose novels, um, Liberty and Justice for All, a Xavier Insti- Institute novel that came out in 2020, mm-hmm. which is Unleash. It's an untold not, and that's how I saw it, an untold novel. Mm-hmm. It has the appearance of Ghost Rider, Hellstrom, Satana, Topaz, and Je- Jennifer Kaylee. That came out in 2021. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Now, you worked in tabletop gaming industry as a marketing executive, a games author, designer and creative director you have contributed to some of the gaming books such as young centurions the red sign and player's guide to high clans just to name a few and you also were an autopsy coordinator and worked in a lab full of brains did i get that part correct yeah okay (laughs) now did i miss anything I I don't think so. I've I've done about I think I'm on my 23rd book, uh, wow. which is pretty exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've I've done the thing that a lot of authors do, where you have the crazy, uh, the list of crazy jobs. But probably the craziest was the autopsies. There were brains in jars on the counter, mm-hmm. which is super cool. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um, is there any of your past novels that you want to, um, like, um, mention or put a shine a spotlight on that, you know, if readers are interested in reading your books? Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned a lot of the big ones. I'm particularly proud of my Marvel books. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did a novella for the School of X book, which is a, a, a collection of X-Men stories. So I did get to do X-Men again. Yes. And um, my most recent original book was called Elder God Dance Squad, uh, which is another kind of silly, monstery book. Um, I like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now, before we start getting into the um, interview, I just wanted to you know, let listeners know that the, some of the information I got about your past was um, from one of the podcasts that you did that came out last year in January 11, 2021, and it was the, the 
the ex-wife podcast. And then also I got information from your website. Now it's www.carryharrisbooks.com. Okay. Now, where can listeners find you on social media? Uh, well, you already listed my website. Um, on social media, I'm most often on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Carhar, C-A-R-R-H-A-R-R. And that's where I go when I'm trying to avoid writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have Facebook and Instagram, but I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm barely on them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Twitter is the place to go. Okay. All right. Now, where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I read comics growing up. Um, I got into um, Archie comics and Garfield and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then um, from there, I went into X-Men. Ah. Um, X-Men was my first comic. And um, I actually, you know, I've talked about this a few times and said that I thought it was because of the animated series. But mm-hmm. I don't think that can be, I, I don't think that's right. Because the animated series came out later. Uh-huh. So I must have read the comics first and uh-huh. then watched the animated series. Uh-huh. But either way, I was hooked. Oh, okay. Um, I, this is an off-the-cuff question. Um, was it during the um, Claremont Cockrum run, or was it the Claremont Burn run that you start to read some of the X-Men comics? Gosh. Uh, let's see. It would have been... It would have been in the um, late 80s. Uh-huh. So... Mm, gosh, I don't, I don't remember what year it switched over. Do you know? No. Well, I'm bad at that kind of thing. I can remember it if I see the, the comics, but no, just fine. off the top of my head, I can't do it. No, that's no problem. Yeah. Because I, because actually, I think, yeah, because I think the, I think the Claremont Burn run was in the early 80s. Right. Um, I, I think that was probably right around when it was switching over. Oh, okay. It seems to I, I think I remember original because I've read them all since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I remember reading bits of both. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. And then now another off the cuff question I forgot to mention is that that you mentioned that Kitty Pride is um one of um one of your favorite characters. May I ask why? So Kitty Kitty was the first superhero that I ever saw that I thought, you know, I identified with. Yes. She was somebody who was like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought we could be friends. And, and before, um, you know, before fan fiction was a thing, mm-hmm. yes. I used to write stories about me and Kitty Pride. She was my neighbor. Uh-huh. And we would go on adventures together. And I'm sure they were awful. I, I did not keep them, and that's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. But um, they were, it, it was the first time that I felt like I could be a superhero. And so X-Men has always been near and dear to my heart. That is so cool. But like, but I still think it's so cool that, you know, you start to write your own, you wrote your own stories. Mm-hmm. And even if it was just for you, it was, it, it, that was like your world. And, you know, and like in this world, Kitty's my friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think that's so cool. Um, now, what kind of novel did you read while you were growing up? I read anything I could get my hands on. Um, you know, mostly I liked anything that had monsters or creatures or superheroes or hobbits mm-hmm. or a- any of that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, it was also whatever I could get my hands on. So if my friends were reading crazy bc andrews books then then i would get my copy so um pretty much i was i was the kid who walked down the hall with the book held in front of my face oh mm -hmm. yes and i could navigate without actually looking up so yeah pretty cool no but i know what you're talking about i i I do yes yeah (laughs) all right so drew the comics um for fun and profit um podcast co-host he submitted this question 
Um, do you remember what was your first comic shop? Well, the first first place I bought comics was actually from a bookstore because mm -hmm. our our town was tiny, mm -hmm. um, and we were lucky to have a bookstore, let alone a comic shop. I didn't <laughs> even realize that comic shops were a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so they had one spinny rack, mm -hmm. and you could tell that the person who stocked it was not necessarily into comics. Yeah. Uh, they just kind of picked and and chose whatever they thought looked great by the cover or something. Yeah. So you would miss issues. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I would kind of fill in the gaps with what I thought maybe had happened between issue 17 and issue 22 mm -hmm. yeah. and just pick up whatever I could. Mm -hmm. uh, so it wasn't until I went to college, um, there were a few, a few game stores and a few comic stores nearby that I could actually go to. They're they're all gone now though because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, but like that first, you know, the that first bookstore. It sounds pretty cool because you must have because you must have gone like crazy as like comics and books. It's like you and it's like you can look through all the books and go. Look, there's a there's a monster book I haven't read, you know, or you know, or look, the latest Stephen King novel came out, and here, yeah. look, I got my X Men book as well, you know. Well, it, the best part about having them together was that I could talk my mom into getting me one book and one comic, because you know she wouldn't buy me two of a thing, mm -hmm. and it was right across the street from it was this old little tiny movie theater. It had two screens. Yes. Yeah. And. So we would go to the bookstore and shop around while we were waiting for our movie. Oh, and so I'd, mm -hmm. I'd get a comic and I'd get a book and then we'd go see a movie and it was just perfect. Oh, no. Yes. I, that's, yeah. I, I, know what you're I know what you're talking about. I know what mm -hmm. you mean. That's a, that's a, like a great, that's a great like afternoon right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish I had that set up today because. Uh, I'd be there. <laughs> Actually, it's probably better that I don't because I'd be there every day. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to write, um, you know, um, I'm going to ask, do you have a favorite um, hole-in-the-wall bookstore right now? Well, I'm not sure it's a hole-in-the-wall. And I have to tell you, we, we moved across country okay. um, just a few months ago. And so I still, you know, I still have to find my place. Mm -hmm. But um, back in Utah, there was a, a comic store called Black Cat. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to go to Black Cat on a fairly regular basis. And uh, you know you're in the right place when they start giving you a hard time. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and I got to do a few events there. So if you are ever in Salt Lake City, I highly highly recommend that you check out black cat okay that's pretty cool yeah now how did your journey um into writing get started um well i knew i wanted to write in high school i actually had a an english teacher who who was really really strict and she gave me a, a hard time she threatened to kick me out of the class and uh gave me an f Mm -hmm. And I was not a kid who got F's. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I revenge wrote my next paper because I was mad. Mm -hmm. And uh, she read it and she said, okay, I was wrong. You should be a writer. Like you should consider doing this. Uh huh. And I thought that sounds great, but I'm from this tiny little town. Nobody I knew was a writer. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And so I got a job after, you know, I went to college, I got a job and I just kept thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I did some projects here and there. Um, I figured it would just be a hobby mm -hmm. and make a little extra money and that would be fine. And then after, um, after our twins were born, we decided I would stay home because that's a lot of babies mm -hmm. to put in daycare. And so we said, you know, if I'm going to try this writing thing and if I sell something before they all go to school, mm -hmm. I'm not going back to work. 
Yeah. And I haven't gone back to work. And my eldest is 18. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, now I'm going to say, cor and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you wrote some um, tie-in game books, but now, Bad Taste in Boys, that was your first novel that came out in 2011, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, how excited were you to see your name on a novel? Oh, I cried. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where you, it wasn't the first one that I'd written. Yes. Um, you know, I'd tried and I'd been told no, and I'd come so close so many times. And you start to think it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. And finally, you get one yes. Mm -hmm. And it does not feel real. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, you go through edits and, and finally they send you the advanced copy. And let me tell you, there was, I carried that advanced copy around my house with me because I did not want to let it go. Because mm -hmm. it felt like it might disappear, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. If I'm not looking, it might go away. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it really was a dream come true. That is so cool. That is really nice. Now. How excited were you to see your name on a Marvel novel? I, I mean, it was like my first book all over again. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was reading this stuff when I was 10. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I got to write some of those same characters. Mm -hmm. uh, because my first Marvel novel was X-Men. Mm -hmm. and, and those were my first Marvel comics. Mm -hmm. And so I, I admit, I picked some of the characters that, that I knew and loved from back then and put them in there because I wanted to, Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, because I wasn't sure if I'd get another chance. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you got to seize it while you've got it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I still pinch myself mm -hmm. to this day. And I've, I've done three novels and, and the novella mm -hmm. and uh, it still doesn't quite feel real. That is so awesome. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the um, Shadow Avengers Crisis Protocol. Yeah. Now, um, Mart. No, I saw one of the reviews online. Martin View quote: "This reminds me, in a very good way, of a '90s Marvel comic series called Secret Defenders. It was a quick read, and I would recommend to most Marvel fans, old and new." That's a pretty awesome review. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, how did you get this awesome gig to write the adventure, um, the Shadow Avengers? Well, I I'd done a few books um, already, mm -hmm. and um, this is actually a part of a series. It's the second book in the series. Although each book pretty it stands alone pretty well. The first book was written by Stuart Moore. Oh, it's okay. called Target Cree. And it's spectacular. Mm -hmm. um, so I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, especially with, um, you know, with series where there's a license involved, the scheduling is super important. Mm -hmm. And there was a scheduling snafu. Mm -hmm. So Stuart couldn't write book two. And they were trying to come up with somebody who was crazy enough to do it on very short notice. Mm -hmm. And who was a Marvel super fan. Mm -hmm. And who would scream when, you know, in excitement when they offered it to her and mm -hmm. they came up with me. Okay. And I did. My, my editor called me and she said, you know, we have this other book. We need somebody to step in. I wanted to know if you're interested. And I said, well, sure. What is it? And she said two words. She said, Dr. Strange. And I was standing on my back porch mm -hmm. and I shrieked. Like at the top of my lungs, I screamed and we lived right next to an elementary school. Uh-huh. <laughs> and people are looking out the windows at me, but I was so excited. I was like dancing. <laughs> it was, it was probably obnoxious, but I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever go? I'm just joking on this part. Did you go to the school? Hey, I'm sorry. I mean to yell, but um, I just got a. I'm going to write this book with Dr. Strange. You know, <laughs> did you do that? 
Well, that was the worst part was I couldn't tell anybody. Oh, that's right. Right? <laughs> so, so everybody's like, are you okay? And I said, good news. Really, really good news. I'm just excitable. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell people. Mm -hmm. oh. I almost died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, um, um, let's see. Off the cuff question. Like, okay, so, you know, these books are on like on a time is literally like on a schedule. Like how fast did you have to write this book? Um, I mean, I think I had like, I think I had two or three months. Oh, okay. So oh, yeah. not awful, but when you, when you think about it, you have to go through and you have to, um, you know, you outline it, you go back and forth with Marvel to make uh -huh. sure that it does what they want it to do. That, uh -huh you're portraying the characters the way that they want you to, that you're not uh -huh. using somebody that they have other plans for. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of back and forth to get it right. Mm -hmm. But the good news is that by the time you start writing, you've, you've gone over it eight times, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, okay. So it's pretty easy to, to actually bang out the words when the mm -hmm. time comes. Uh, and just for the fans, like, may I ask, can you tell us what the story is about? Yes. Um, so uh, Shadow Avengers is about a group of superheroes put together by Doctor Strange, and he believes that Dormammu is coming. Mm -hmm. And so he's got everybody ready, mm -hmm. and Dormammu doesn't show up. And they're waiting, and they're getting a little tired of it, so everybody starts to get distracted. Yes. And then things start to go wrong, but it's not what they expect. Uh-huh. And um, all they know is that it involves Loki, Venom, mm -hmm. and Green Goblin. And maybe, just maybe, it might be connected to Dormammu after all. Mm-hmm. And they've got to figure out what's happening. Ah, okay. And then I know you're, I know just you're talking about like um you know, the process of, you know, you have to like submit outlines and make sure everything look right. So, um, did you come, did you come up with the story or did Marvel say, Hey, this is what we're kind of thinking of, or this, or because since this is a second book in the series, this is how it has to go. How, how did, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had a bit of wiggle room, but the end of the first book, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but just mm -hmm. that the end of the first book kind of sets some things up. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had to do A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. And then I could play around as long as I did those things, I could come up with something that was mine. Yeah. So it was a nice combination of, of having things set up. And again, Stuart's greatest Stewart's book is so great that it was easy to follow. Um, you know, I was excited to get to continue to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Now, um, let's see. Um, because, you know, just in the last few months, I start to see these books come out at Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. I just flip through them real quick. I, I'm just asking, you know, are there any, illustrated pages in the novel like maybe on like the beginning of each chapter there's an artist work of Loki and Venom or anything like that no that would be super cool but I do think the one thing that they do a really great job of with these books is the covers yes. uh, mm -hmm. each one has its own style um, so I was lucky enough to get an untold novel which I mm -hmm. think looks like a heavy metal album cover mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and then the um, the Avengers book really looks like a classic um, comic book cover. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you get all these different styles for the different lines, which I think is super cool. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, like, um, what kind of research did you do for the book? <laughs> I read all the comics. <laughs> I mean, I didn't read them all because yeah, it's impossible. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Uh, my my Marvel Unlimited um, subscription is a lifesaver because otherwise there wouldn't be enough room for me to live. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, one of the things that I did was there are so many characters in these books. Uh -huh. And it was really important to me to get the voices right. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So I read each character before I wrote it. Oh. And then as I was writing, you know, because there are different points of view, mm-hmm. we we see the world through Doctor Strange's eyes. We see it through Venom's eyes, mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And so each time that I did uh, one of those characters, I went and read another issue of their comic, mm-hmm. a comic that they're um, mm-hmm. the star of, just to try to keep the voices distinct because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know... Um, you're a big fan of Doctor Strange. Yes. Off the cuff question: Do you have a specific um, run that you like of Doctor Strange? Ah, uh, gosh, I don't even know. They're all so good. Oh. I I like it when Doctor Strange makes mistakes because oh. he's so he's so smart. He's so mm-hmm skilled um and it's very rare that you see him have to recover from something um so a couple of the appearances that i can think of that i really love from strange are actually not strange books Mm -hmm. but there's like um there's a point where he's in ghost rider and he's trying to get johnny blaze to stop Mm -hmm. what he's doing and he and johnny go head to head Mm-hmm. And um, it turns out that Strange is wrong. Mm, okay. Um, and I guess I just like to see that, not because I dislike him, but because oh. I like to see him wrestle with the the fact that sometimes you can be the best and still be wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, because, and off the cuff, it kind of sounds like in this book, because, like you said, Doctor Strange thinks Domamu's going to do some type of some yeah. type of threatening event, gets everybody together, and doesn't it quote unquote doesn't happen, mm-hmm. and people are going Spider Man's going oh hey okay Doc, yeah. and Doctor Strange is kind of going maybe I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely some of that in the book, and and I think. Like, like we like to see Dr. Strange. He's the guy who knows things, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's one of the great things about him. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also, I love to see how he rolls with it when he, on the rare occasion when he is wrong. Mm-hmm. And he struggles a little, mm-hmm. but he's Stephen Strange. He's yeah. going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so that's very much the Doctor Strange that I wrote in this book. That's so cool. So I'm kind of I, um, I'll get back to the question. Sure. Sorry, one more off the cuff question. Um, how do you like the Doctor Strange movie? You know, with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I I really liked the first one. I thought it was great, and I yes. am so excited mm-hmm. for the new one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it comes out. So um, Shadow Avengers, because of the, uh, you know, supply chain craziness, um, it came out uh, like uh, a few weeks ago, kind of depending on when this comes out, but a few weeks ago in ebook, and then right before the movie, it comes out in print. That's what I was, yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be like my last, uh, last bit of excitement to get me over the end because I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Because I think the movie comes out on what May. The movie, right, the book comes out on May third. The movie comes yeah. out on May sixth. I was going to say fifth or sixth, whatever Something like that. the it's, end of that week is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to go back to the questions. So, um, was it fun doing the research? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How fun was it? To, you, you know. Well, I think the best, the best thing in the world is to be like, I'm sorry, I'm reading comic books for work today. Yes. Or, or, you know, when I watched the movies, um, Mm -hmm. the continuity for this is more comic book, but you know, I want it to be accessible to everybody. So Mm -hmm. if you've seen a Marvel movie once, you're going to see something you recommend Mm -hmm. or something you recognize. Sorry. So, um, 
you know, so I was, I was watching movies and reading comics mm -hmm. and uh, feeling like I was super cool, which I have never been cool in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, to be able to do that and, and have it actually be work is amazing. And the mm -hmm. other thing is um, like when you, when you finish the book and you look at it and, and kind of read through and think, I wrote a joke for Spider-Man. Oh, nice. You know, I and there every character has those moments, right? Mm -hmm. I I wrote Doctor Strange performing mm -hmm. a spell mm -hmm. that nobody else has ever done. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. It honestly, it gives me goosebumps, like mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. so cool. Um, what was the most fun or surprising information that you came across in your research? on any of the characters or I didn't know that happened in the Marvel, you know, a Marvel event happened, you know, that, you know. I'm not sure there was anything that was surprising uh, about their histories because uh -huh. I've been reading the comics for so long. Yeah. Um, I think the surprising thing to me was, um, you know, I went in putting some of my favorites in there because again, you don't know if you're going to get to do this again. You got to take yes. advantage of it while you can. So uh, I had to write Venom. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to write Loki. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there were some characters that I've read, I love, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily sure whether I could get their voices right mm -hmm. or you know, they, they weren't the ones that I connected with on a deeper level. So I was worried I would do it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and they turned out, um, uh, Ms. Marvel was one of them. And that's um, Kamala Khan's Ms. Marvel, right? Yes. Just, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love her character. I was worried I would do it wrong. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be one of my favorites to write. Oh, um, okay. so that kind of thing is, is a fun surprise to get to the end, mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning, you're like, Oh, I know I really want to write this one. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about that. Mm -hmm. And then at the end to say, you know, it turned out that the one that I expected to be the hardest was mm -hmm. my absolute favorite, mostly because Ms. Marvel spends a lot of her time just going, Oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> which is me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Two off-the-cuff questions. The first one, your love for Kitty Pride. Does Kitty make a cameo appearance in this book? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, and now I regret it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean you to make a regret. But, <laughs> right? It's like she, you know, it's like during the battle, she pops through a wall. You guys need help? No, you guys are fine. Yeah, you know? you're good. <laughs> Let's just say that's in the deleted scenes. Yeah, okay, that's in the deleted scenes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the second off-the-cuff question, and we talked about this before the interview, because you said that um that you you love the character Venom. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm just asking off the cuff. Um, any possibility of you writing a Venom novel within the next year or two? I mean. Uh, where do I sign up? I think mm -hmm. I said that earlier too. Um, I would love to be able to write more Venom. I think, you know, the, the, the thing that I love the most about the character is that they can be completely at odds, mm -hmm. Eddie yes. and, and the symbiote. Uh, they can, they can be completely at odds. They can disagree about what it is they should do. Mm -hmm. They can fight and bicker. And ultimately they are, I'm going to say best friends, but it goes beyond that, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that relationship between the two of them is one of my favorite things. Mm. Um, and I love the fact that it develops through the comics too, because they're not yeah. always like that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, it takes time to get there. Mm -hmm. And um, Gosh, I would love to write Venom. I'd love to write anything for Venom. Give mm -hmm. me the back of a cereal box, a mm -hmm. Venom cereal. I will write that. Mm -hmm. I'll write a novel. I'll write a comic, anything. Do you hear I'm, that, Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. After your editor listens to this interview or Marvel's hear this interview, they call you. 
will you, do you think you have a venom outline or an idea for a story ready when they call you? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what it is because I'm afraid to jinx myself, no. but no. I will tell you this. If, uh, if we make it, I'll make sure to, um, to mention you in the acknowledgements. Oh, no, no, you no, thank you. What do you oh, have? Oh, yeah. To, no, no. Yeah. No. But make sure Katie Prime makes a, you know, appearance. Oh, you guys are okay. No, yeah, you guys are fine. You know? <laughs> I've, I've decided now that she's in every book that yeah. I've ever written. You just can't see her because she's lurking. That's right. That's true. That's right. Yeah. Or you can make that off the, off the cuff, like, um, line where it's like, you know, um, uh, Doctor Strange looks down an alleyway. He thought he saw a shadow cat. You know, <laughs> or there's or the witches own a cat, and the cat's name is Pride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Now, um, I'm gonna. Um. Do Do you want to give out uh, any shout-outs to people who helped you um on this book? Uh, the Aconite Books team was spectacular, mm -hmm. um, you know, because it was very short, um, it, you know, a short turnaround. Uh, my editor, Gwen, uh, Gwen Nix, spent a lot of time with me on the phone. And I would, I would go through my edits and then I'd get to one or two things that I just could not fix. Mm -hmm. And, and she, she would sit down with me on the phone and we'd bounce ideas back and forth. And inevitably, it seemed very simple by the time we were done. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Gwen is great. Lottie, the other editor there, is great. Mark, the publisher. Uh, Anjali, the uh, marketing person. Everybody there is, uh, they're good people. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to make fun things with good people. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, my next question. If Tom Brevoort calls you after we finish this interview, please. And he goes, Hey, I read the book before it came. I got an advanced copy. Mm -hmm. And he asks you, Would you like to adapt this into a comic book limited series? Would you do it? Yes. <laughs> Would anybody say no? That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> All right, your answer is yes. You're telling Tom, you're yelling at him, going, yes, and that poor school is, or, you know, or whoever's around you going, yeah. you okay? You know? Yes, exactly. Now, who would you have, um, who would you like to have the artist on the series? Gosh, Just this, so, all, this is yeah. all. Oh, yeah. Make yeah. believe, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm going to dream, I'm going to dream big, right? Yeah, go for um, it. I think. I think the artist, I have a few favorites, but I think the one that I, that would be the most interesting to see on this book would be Russell Dowderman. Oh, he does yeah. such interesting things with panels yes, and how they flow from one to another. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you're talking about a book that has multiple groups of superheroes all doing things at the same time, mm -hmm. um, and, and, you do have some multiversal weirdness going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that he would do a spectacular job of it. Uh, so I think that would be my choice. Okay, that's a good choice. Okay. I'm slowly wrapping things up. Yeah. Now, these next two questions, I'm joking on this one. <laughs> now, um, when you write these books for, you know, the novel, the Marvel novels, mm -hmm. you know, do you have it anywhere in your contract to get, you know, Marvel legend action figures? So in that way you could figure out fight scenes, you know, <laughs> like three dimensional, like you want to go, I want to make sure Venom's here. Loki's here. Spike, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. Do you... <laughs> I do not, but ironically, so um, shadow Avengers is based off of a miniatures game. Oh. So Crisis Protocol is actually a minis game, okay. which I own and have played. And uh, the thing about Crisis Protocol is, is a game in which uh, you put together teams, and some mm -hmm. of these teams are teams that would not exist. Yes. You know, um, because you can put anybody together. Yeah. So, 
you know, Green Goblin and Spider-Man fighting on the same side or mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want. And they do things like they throw dumpsters at each other and lampposts and they use their special powers and you put your team against somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I cannot paint miniatures. Mm-hmm. I am good at a lot of things, but painting is not one of them. Um, and actually, we're going to do some miniatures painting um, when the print book comes out, I think, um, which will be embarrassing, mm-hmm. but also good. Um, but yeah, I did. I played the game a few times with the teams in the book um, just to get ideas. What mm-hmm. could happen in yes. a fight like this? Um, and how could I make it feel like the game? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have played the game to, yeah. to enjoy the book. But uh-huh. if you are a fan of it, um, the, or the other thing you could do is use the book as an inspiration to try the game. Yeah. So I think it could go either way. So it was, a, I know you were joking, but it's actually true. <laughs> Off the cuff question, because like I said, because, um, because I know earlier that um, you helped develop role playing games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Did your editors mention that this was kind of like a tie into one of these games or anything? Or oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure if that's why they picked me, mm-hmm. uh, but definitely it was. You know, the discussion was this is inspired by a game. How much do you want it to feel like the game? Mm-hmm. How much do you want it, like, you know, where where are the limits? Yeah. Um, can characters do things that they can't do in the game? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we talked about a lot of that. And I think having written novels for games before, mm-hmm. what I really want to do when I write them is is write a game, write a book that makes you want to play the game. You know? So. That, that captures what's fun about it. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I think is fun about the game is seeing characters who don't normally work together have to coexist. Mm-hmm. So in the book, you'll see some pairings that are not typical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fun because not only do you have to see them fight each other, but you have to see them talk, you see them have to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And find a way to work together, despite the fact that they're mortal enemies mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked getting to put characters into new combinations that you haven't really gotten a chance to see elsewhere. I, I just think that's amazing that you're the perfect fit for this novel. Because I didn't know that it, this was kind of based off one of the games. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I really, um, you know, I have a deep love for for the characters and for the comics universe and for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if you don't necessarily agree with my take on certain characters, because I know, you know, for example, we talked about Doctor Strange and, and the fact that I like to see him make mistakes. Maybe you don't like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe Maybe your preferred Doctor Strange is the guy who has it together, which mm-hmm. is totally valid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully, even if you don't like my take on those things, mm-hmm. um, you know, they'll come through that that I really genuinely love this stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna slowly start wrapping things up. Okay. One more fun question. One more question. I'm gonna joke about. Now, in your now, in did you? ask for did you like in a, in your contract or maybe in a future contract book for marvel books are you gonna like put like hey can i contact neil gaiman to talk about some obscure character i want to put in the novel <laughs> just for an hour i just want to talk to neil <laughs> is that possible i would love that so much um you know he went on a tour and spoke um about um i think it was the norse mythology tour Mm -hmm. and i took my twins to see it and um he read this story it was actually a a story that he wrote for terry pratchett Mm -hmm. um, you know because he had passed away and we were all just crying 
mm-hmm. sobbing all it's like not just me and the twins but everybody in the audience were crying and it was just magic mm-hmm. so uh yeah i haven't put it in my contract yet i'm not sure i have that kind of pull but um yes please i would like to do that mm-hmm. i guess i'm joking i can see you going no there's that character he wrote in the comic book series 1602. Right. I want to use him in for one page. I want to make sure I got that voice right. You know? <laughs> it sounds like a good excuse to me. Honestly, <laughs> I'm thinking I got to write some of this stuff down. <laughs> and I can hear your editor go, we'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Usually they just shake their head and they go, oh, Terry. <laughs> Well, it's only for an hour. I just want to talk to you just for half an hour, 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. <laughs> Five seconds. I yeah. mean, I don't ask for a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, um, I'm going to start moving. I'm going to start wrapping things up. Um, now, I, I know for our listeners, um, depends when we release this interview, but um, I know you released on Twitter that you saw a movie, and it, the movie is called everything everywhere all at once how did you like that movie it was so good mm-hmm. um you know i i kind of mentioned it a couple of times but um but there is some multiverse stuff in shadow avengers i'm trying oh. to be real vague about it because i don't want to spoil anything mm-hmm. but there's some characters from different universes pop up oh, okay. and um, as a writer who has dealt with multiverses before, I really wanted to see this movie because it's a multiverse movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not Marvel. Have you seen it? No, not yet. Oh, well, so it's a multiverse movie about a woman who fails at everything. Mm-hmm. Her life is awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was um, you know it, like. From a from a Marvel point of view, we're we're looking at the multiverse from the point of view of the heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the they're the big earth changing characters. Yes. Whereas Evelyn's a nobody mm-hmm. who becomes someone who can change the fate of all the universes, and not because she has anything anybody else does. Mm-hmm. It's because of the stuff that she has that everybody has, you know, mm-hmm. the, the worry that you're not enough mm-hmm. and, and frustration that things have not turned out the way they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it and mm-hmm. you're stuck. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's, it's funny and it's sad and ridiculous, mm-hmm. really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I cannot recommend it more highly. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And because I've seen the trailers, and I mean, I honestly, I do want to see the movie because we're still in the pandemic. I probably mm-hmm. wait for it to come out on streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I just, I, I think the more, the amazing thing was seeing Michelle Yeoh, and to some listeners, you know, she's the famous martial art, martial artist actress. Mm-hmm. To see her I think in the first scene in the trailer, she's at a welfare office and she doesn't look at all glamour. She looks like, you know, she looks like anybody else, like, a, you know, like a, like a mom, like a mother who's trying to take care of her elderly, you know, her elderly father. And they're at a welfare office and it's like, oh my, and it's just incredible transformation to see Michelle, you'll like that. Oh, well, it she's, been one of my favorite actresses for forever mm-hmm. i when i grow up i would like to be her mm-hmm. i i don't know if that's possible <laughs> probably not because i'll mm-hmm. never grow up but uh if i was going to grow up i would like to be michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. all right um i'm gonna move on to the next question what is the most fun or exciting things you love about writing a novel or just writing um you know, I mean, it, it, it's got its bad days. There are some days when you do not want to put your butt in the chair and you do not want to write the words. Um, but ultimately, I think 
two of my favorite things about, especially about writing for Marvel, mm -hmm. um, have been um, opening the box and seeing the book for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, I actually recorded it this last time because I was so excited. Mm -hmm. um, but you've worked on this for months. Uh, you have sweated over the fact that it probably sucks. Mm -hmm. And you're certain that no one will like it. Mm -hmm. And it's awful and you should quit. Uh, you know, and everybody has those moments, uh, but you, you keep going because you love it. And so finally getting to the point where you can hold it in your hands is mm -hmm. magic. Mm -hmm. And then I, I did not expect to be embraced and welcomed by comic book Twitter the way that I have, um, to to be able to talk to people who care about the same things I do. Cause I'm a, I'm a middle-aged mom. I am weird. Um, I did not grow up and all the other parents in the, in the neighborhood used to look at me funny cause I would show up in comic book t-shirts and they were all done up and they had makeup on and they looked like adults and I did not. Mm -hmm. um, so being able to connect with people who love the same things I do mm -hmm. and, um, who are excited to uh, to see my take on them mm -hmm. is uh, something I never dreamed would happen. And it's been spectacular. Uh, no, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is so cool. Yeah. All right. I'm really emotional today, aren't I? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean the question to be, you know, emotional. <laughs> no, no, I'm just making jokes at my own expense. <laughs> no. You're All like, right. she won't stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> let's, let's move on to fun questions now. Right, right. right. Please stop. So, favorite convention moment, either as a fan or creator? Um... Probably it was my first convention and I was worried nobody was going to know who I was and nobody was going to care. And so I brought all these toys mm -hmm. like to set up on my signing table because I figured if nobody came, yeah. I could play with the toys and not look like I was sitting there trying not to cry. Yeah. And I did only get a few people come, but one of, one of them came. It was a kid. And he asked me to sign something, but he didn't have, he didn't have any books. He didn't yes. have any paper. So I signed his bicep. Uh-huh. And he was like, I'll take a picture of it later. Oh, it'll be fine. So um, I left. <laughs> it was funny, but I also, I felt pretty cool. I signed a bicep. How many mm -hmm. people can say that? Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. What is your next convention or book signing appearance? I don't necessarily know. Like you said, the pandemic is still a thing. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't decided when I'm going to go back. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I thought about maybe doing Gen Con, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. And everything filled up so fast anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I do live in New York, so maybe New York Comic Con. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, have you and your family been to Hawaii? Yes. Actually, my son played, um, he played competitive, super competitive soccer. Uh -huh. And they had, um, uh, they have a, it's a national league. Uh -huh. And it rotates around so that everybody doesn't have to travel really far all the time. And uh -huh. one of the years they made it, it was in Hawaii. So we got to go to the islands, but one of the best parts was because we were playing soccer, we weren't in just in all the touristy areas. Uh -huh. We got to go and, um, you know, go to the soccer fields and go to where people actually live uh -huh. and yeah. hang out and get restaurant recommendations from locals. Yes. And uh, if I was going to do it again, I'd like to do it that way because I mean, yeah, the fancy beaches are great, but uh, the people are so nice. I want to go back. Oh, okay. 
Off the cuff question, um, because like you said, restaurant recommendations. Do you remember what you and your family tried? Like any Hawaiian food, Korean food, or? Yeah, we tried Korean. We also tried um, uh, Lokomoko. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we went to we went to one place and it was a buffet mm -hmm. and and they they looked at us and we were like so and so recommended we come here mm -hmm. and they go okay and they just started giving us stuff I have no idea what we ate but it was delicious <laughs> I really regret not writing it down though because I can't make it again I no. I don't know what it was no that's okay. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, the local mochas are very good. And for some, and for if you're a new listener, local mochas are basically, it's, you know, a, it's a bed of white rice, you know, um, it's, um, you know, uh, just basically a hamburger patty. Some places they'll get two hamburger patties, um, brown gravy, just soaking, <laughs> and then usually it's topped off with either like. Um, an egg sunny side up or for me I usually order my scrambled eggs but oh my god <laughs> I, I my mouth is watering now I gotta go find somewhere that doesn't here because now I want it well, but but in some but, but but actually but you know what that's one of the easiest things it sorry I sorry I don't mean to kind of tell you what to do but no well now we're you know it's just all you gotta do is make white rice hamburger patties you know Brown, just regular brown gravy. Is <laughs> yeah. it regular gravy? Because I was like, is it, is it special or is it? No, it's just regular brown gravy. Uh, okay, you know. well, I'm doing that then. You know. Um, <laughs> um, do you have any closing words to our listeners? Um, you know, I think it's just that a lot of this happened for me because I took a, I took a leap of faith mm -hmm. and I didn't, I, I got a lot of no uh, before I got a yes. Mm -hmm. And so whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's something creative to do with comics or something else, um, don't give up. Mm -hmm. Because uh, even if it doesn't happen till you're almost 50, which I'm, I'm closing in on it. Mm -hmm. um, it's never too late. Okay. Carrie, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. This has oh, been great. Thank you. So, Carrie, I want to wish you all the success with Shadow Avengers, um, a Marvel Crisis Protocol novel. Mahalo. Thank you in Hawaiian for your time and giving me the opportunity to interview. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And then if you are a new listen, um, if you're a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader, please check out the, um, the Shadow Avengers, a Marvel Crisis Protocol novel. Um, it's out digitally. I, um, I told her, you know, I know the first chapter is available is free is available free online. I told Carrie, you know, I, I was able to read part of it. Um, and what I read so far, I love, you know, I, and I'm going to, and I'm not spoiling anything, but I love how, like how Carrie said about the interaction between Eddie and Venom. Um, what I read was I love um, the interactions because it, it's it, it's it, it's like it's it's you know, like you said it's like they're more than friends because they kind of go back and they kind of bicker back and forth. And, and I oh, yeah. love it. It's great. Yeah. And, you know, the book comes out in stores on May 3rd, and um, that's in the U.S., and in the U.K., it comes out on July 7th. I also want to thank Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys, aloha. Aloha. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there, and, and we were actually invoice number 0001.
We are the we were the very first <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic customer service wise. Discounts they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Over and above uh, customer service wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile, so responsive, getting instantaneous. Uh, responses back to uh, questions about things and to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it that's kind of cool really quality experience so we, we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes that mm-hmm. we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to, if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants. Amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. 